0: Good morning, it's nice to be with you today. This summer, like all of you, I watched the Olympics. And as I was watching the Olympics, I was just amazed at the skill and the power uh, of the human body. And it made me start to think about what is the biblical teaching on the human body. And I knew I was going to be preaching at Faith on an August Sunday evening, and so I wrote a sermon... Why the body doesn't matter. And I did say at the beginning, this is only part of the message. So I do uh, request a return uh, visit back here uh, to complete this biblical teaching on the body. And so this morning, the theme of the message is why our bodies do matter. Uh, this is one of these sermons that's a big picture message. Uh, to to uh, use a tree uh, metaphor, analogy, uh, we're looking at the forest this morning, not just an individual tree. Uh, so I'd like to say, what is the biblical teaching from beginning to end on the human body? So this is really kind of three sermons this morning. You have time, don't you? Yes? It, okay, I'll, it'll be one, one sermon. Uh, but because it's what is the biblical teaching of the human body, I, I want us to reflect on various scripture passages. And so uh, Alexis has graciously agreed uh, to be a scripture reader this morning. And so throughout this message, we're going to pause, uh, hear some of God's word, and then I will offer some reflections on that. At the end of each point, I'm going to have a brief word of prayer uh, to help add to the, the meditative quality of hearing God's word this morning. Let's pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen.
1: Psalm 139, 13 to 18. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. When I awake, I am still with you.
0: One of the most profound statements we can make is simply this. Sometimes the simple is the profound. It is, I exist. We, here, are not simply a blob of organisms, right? We are individuals, and we exist. And, and this week... If you think poorly about yourself, remember this you're a winner because you exist. You're alive. Now, who am I? Who, who are you? Well, I believe that we are not just a collection of, of cells, of tissue, of, of organs, of, of systems. We're more than that. I believe, I believe. We are body and soul as a unified whole. We are material and we are immaterial. And sure, this is a statement of faith to say that we have a body and a soul or a spirit, but it's it's kind of my opinion that it takes more faith to believe that all we are is a product of randomness. Well, that's a a huge stretch in, in my opinion. Listen to Psalm 139, verse 14, from the message paraphrase. I thank you, high God, you're breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. My body, my life, body and soul, is a gift from God. Do you know what? I like my body. It's good. I mean, this is what I've been given. In college, I played intramural sports and even though I was a little guy, oh boy, I competed. You know what they called me? The lean, mean, ween machine. <laughs> and uh, so this is, a, this is a, nice, a nice body that I have. So our bodies matter. And why do they matter? The Bible gives us three reasons why your body matters. The first reason is God created your body. The second reason is God calls you to care for your body. And the third reason is God will save your body. So let's begin with that first reason, the creation of the body.
1: Genesis 126. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Genesis 9, verse 6. Whoever sheds human blood, by humans shall their blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made mankind.
0: God created us. Not only that, he created us in his image. Now, of course, God the Father does not have a body. However, he did create us with bodies to do what? To image him. When we have relationship with God, we have the spiritual part of us. We are imaging God. When we rule over creation... We are imaging God. He rules over the universe, over our lives, and he has called us to rule over creation. When we reflect certain attributes of God, we image God. And we image God in these bodies that he has given us. Of course, in our world, there are false views of body. And if you have a false view of body, I believe it leads you down a wrong path in life. So some people believe that all we are is biology. That's it. They believe that, that right now, any spiritual inkling that you may have within you is merely the result of some really cool nerves firing right now, and it creates this impression of a spiritual longing. And that is it. Now, there are many people that believe that yes, we do have a body and we have this something other, soul, spirit, whatever you want to call it. But some people believe that the body is bad and that the spirit is good. Now, this will create two kinds of problems. Some people say the spirit is good and the body is bad, so who cares what the body does as long as you focus on the spirit. So go ahead, sin with your body all you want, it doesn't matter. Please take that in context. If somebody takes that sentence out of context, I'm on history, okay? Some people say that, not me, okay? Do whatever you want, sin, and oh, spirit, that's good. Other people take this idea of a bad body and a good spirit and say we must punish our body. We must cause pain, extreme asceticism it's called. Just beat your body into submission so that you can... Be free to focus on the spiritual connection that you are seeking. Well, God says his creation is special and you are really, really, really special because you, body and soul, are created in the image of God. And of course, that idea has profound consequences for how we live. One thing that I I imagine all of us in this room are grateful for is health care, is, shall we say, medical technology. Uh, We take advantage of this. It's a good thing. However, sometimes in our enlightened human state and uh, medical technology... Medical technology can be used in ways that tinker with human life. And medical ethics is a huge field today. What is right and what is wrong with medical technology? The point I want to make is that even though we have complicated decisions to make out there and they become increasingly complex with increasing medical technology, at its core, we must never, ever lose sight of the fact that humans are created in the image of God. Value for human life is not based on quality of life or on ability, even not necessarily on consciousness. It is based on the fact that we are precious in God's sight Because he has created us, humans, with something different than the rest of creation. He has created us in the image of God. And as uh, Pastor Greg prayed this morning about upholding the value of life, and uh, when I walked in the side door this morning, I I see a a bulletin board in your fellowship hall, and, and part of that bulletin board is about the value of human life for which we are grateful. And this all is tied into the fact that God has created our bodies good and we are created in his image. Another, uh, just one more thing I'd like to uh, address when we think about God created us in his image. It should affect how we treat other people. How we treat ourselves. I, I'm, I'm thankful for myself. But how we treat other people. Uh, kids. Kids. Your parents say, don't punch your brother or sister. Okay? Now, why should you not punch the brother or sister? Well, because they'll get in trouble. Well, okay, fine. Because they'll cry. Okay, fine. Because my parents just told me so. Well, true. But do you know, kids, really why you shouldn't punch? Because your brother or sister is created... In the image of God. Their life, body and soul, is valuable. As a teacher, I have have these these body soulnesses in front of me all day. And and God calls me to, to love them, to cherish them because they're created in the image of God. You know, many of you have not taught middle school after lunch. Okay? I have. I do all the time, you know, and so there I have a group of seventh graders. Let's just pick one, say Eric Vandernal, okay, and and there he is, okay, and oh, you know, Eric, come on, quiet, Eric, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, I haven't, I've had enough, and I'm, since I'm strong, I just pick Eric up off the ground, twirl him around in a circle so he gets dizzy and pops him back in the seat. Now you've learned your lesson. You think you're something else. Now, I picked Eric because he's a good guy. Okay, I I like Eric. He does not mess with me in class. But the point is, we need to respect other people and how we treat each other, even bodily. Even bodily. Because why? We are created in the image of God. Last little bit I'm just going to throw in there. Because we're created in the image of God, he calls us to live a morally pure life. Morally pure life. Let's pray. Lord God Almighty, please help us to more highly value the blessing, the wonder, the specialness of human life. And may we deeply cherish this, this covenant relationship that we have with you and help us to respect life and to respect those around us. Amen. Amen. Secondly, why does our body uh, matter? Because God calls us to care for the body.
1: 1 Timothy 4, verse 8. For physical training is of some value, but godliness has value for all things, holding promise for both the present life and the life to come. 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 to 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You are bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies.
0: Physical training can also mean exercise. For all of those here that like to work out Okay, I just gave you one of your top five verses in the Bible. Uh, Fitness has value. It's good. Now, when fitness becomes all-consuming, and that shift can be subtle, it can be difficult to discern when it moves from it has value to to all-consuming. But when it becomes all-consuming, then fitness is is not so good anymore in God's eyes. Uh, To add to that, sport, or sports, sports can be good. I see this personally all the time right in front of my eyes at Timothy Christian with with students that are athletes and and they're challenged. Uh, They they grow um, as a person. They grow physically. They grow socially uh, within the team. And a sport is a good thing. But we live in a society, we know this, where where sport can be life. Sports is life. It can be all-consuming. And when sports becomes all-consuming, then... It has lost its value, and it has put us, put our priorities out of whack before God. Another problem with sports in in today's world is the the push to win. You win at all costs. Uh, Right after the Olympics, there was a story Uh, that I thought was really interesting. I thought it was kind of surprising that this athlete shared this. He timed his press conference a certain amount of days after the Olympics so that they could not take away his gold medal. Uh, This was the South African swimmer, Cameron Vanderberg. He won the gold in the 100-meter breaststroke. And at the press conference, he openly admitted that he took two extra rule-breaking dolphin kicks to win. He admitted it was unethical. It was wrong, but then he said, "Well, I, I don't regret it. That's what you do in order to win. I haven't trained this hard for nothing. Physical training is of some value, but godliness? has value for all things. Yes, we should care for our bodies. This is a good thing. But as we do, we need to remember, is is God, are we allowing God, are we surrendering to God so he is working his good work of Christ-likeness within us? That is more important. Now, the second verse here talks about our bodies being temples of the Holy Spirit, once again, I want to refer to the, the message paraphrase. It says this, the physical part of you, I get this, the physical part of you is not just some piece of property belonging to the spiritual part of you. God owns the whole works. Your body is sacred. It is holy. It is not yours. Your life your body belongs to God. We are saved, body and soul, by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And not only that, because we are saved, because God accepts us through Jesus and sees us as holy, we are called the temple of the holy spirit. And in Corinthians it refers to the church as the temple and it also refers to individuals as the temple of the holy spirit. What does that mean? The presence of God. The presence of almighty God is with us is within us every single moment. As I was going over this message, I almost thought I was not worthy to say these words. Because, because think of it. Every moment, Almighty God is within us. We are temples of the Holy Spirit. And how often do we just charge through life without a thought or a care that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we are so thankful for God's patience, for his grace upon us. But we must revisit again and again the fact that God is with us, and not only that he is with us, that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit. He abides within us, through his spirit. What is our response to this idea that we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, that physical training does have some value? Well, one response is we should be content, content with who we are. You know as well as I. The message of the world speaks something to us that reinforces this. I wish... I was stronger. I wish I was bigger. I wish I was prettier. I wish I looked this way. Well, God has created us the way we are, the way we look, with a type of metabolism that we have. And so God calls us to be content with how He has created us. Referring back to the Olympics. There's a health clinic in London. One of the services of the clinic is liposuction, the removal of fat. During the Olympics and right after, business went up 200%. Why? Because there were so many women coming to this clinic and they, with them, had pictures of Jessica, is it Jessica? Of uh, picture. yes, of Jessica Ennis The uh, British gold medalist, and they said, I want my stomach to look like hers. They just came to the clinic with this. Business went up 200%. Content. Content. But also, we need to care for our bodies as well. Uh, God gave this body to us, and we need to, well, we need to take care of it. And it's not just so that we can improve our image, but it is a It is a spiritual act of taking care of our bodies. So it is important for us to think about what we do with our bodies, Uh, what we take into our bodies, the food or other things. That's important for us to think about. Because we're created as a temple of the Holy Spirit, do you know what that means? It means that what you do with your body Not only has physical consequences, it has spiritual consequences. Bodily actions affect your walk with God. It's the way it is because we are temples of the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord God Almighty, We do thank you for uh, for the forgiveness of sin that you freely offer us through Jesus. And I pray, O Lord, for each person in this room that we might live in this coming week with a greater realization that you are not only with us, but by your Spirit you are within us. Amen. 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 And lastly, why should... Why does our body matter? Because God will save our body.
1: John 1, verse 14. The Word became flesh and made His dwelling among us. We have seen His glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 42. So will it be with the resurrection of the dead, the body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. Philippians 3, verses 20 to 21. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body.
0: Unbelievable that the second member of the Godhead the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Unbelievable that he took on human flesh and dwelt among us. That word dwelt could also be he tented with us. Think back to the Old Testament and the tabernacle. Back then, how did people get to God? They went to the tent. And now... How do we get to God? We go to Jesus. Because Jesus came in human flesh and dwelt among us. Jesus came among humans. In Christianity Today, 2011, a Scottish ethicist, Oliver O'Donovan, uh, he said this, Christ's incarnation, death, death, Resurrection and exaltation serve to vindicate the created order, to justify, give good reason for the created order. This both underscores the goodness of our bodies this side of eternity, as well as provides a picture of our future bodily existence in Christ's presence. The fact that Jesus came, not only did he come, but in a body That says a lot about how much our bodies matter. Now, what does the Bible say? It is like a seed being planted. A seed appears dead. You plant it in the ground, and it grows. When a loved one passes away, of course it is grievous to us. We do not see that person anymore. But we need to understand and hold dearly God's teaching on on the matter. That person is like a seed planted. It is not the end. They will be resurrected with a resurrected body. And what will that resurrected body be like? It says in the book of Philippians, the resurrected body will be like Jesus Christ's resurrected body. Jesus, when he was resurrected, he appeared in a body. People saw him as a person. When we are resurrected, we are not going to be some disembodied spirit floating around. We will receive a resurrected body because God has created us, body and soul. That is who we are. So our bodies matter because God created them. Our bodies matter because God calls us to care for them, and they matter because God has promised to save us through Jesus, to save us body and soul. Let's pray. Mighty and strong God, in the quietness of this prayer, we pray that you would speak to us. O Lord, please challenge us from the teaching of your word. Please guide us in your way. Please help us to live in these bodies in a way that, that brings glory to you, in a way that honors you, in a way that is a testimony to your amazing grace through the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.